When I, on a daily basis, show up for myself, when I care for myself, when I do something kind for myself, it's much easier to show up in the same way for the rest of the world. Just before the new year, I committed that for the 100 days of the year, uh, the first 100 days, I will be... When you wake up, you just do something for your future self and you also get something accomplished, accomplished, like you made your bed, then you started your day with something productive. I don't make my bed, but I find what works for you, what makes you actually go back to your system and use it. Because with my apps, I created this. I'm laughing myself because it sounds ridiculous, but I created a... The next one is a bit awkward, but hey, no, we're human and I'm here to share transparently. So, And I do believe that you can change your life one small habit at a time. Let's go. Welcome to Genius Leadership Podcast, where we discuss how to overcome everything as a leader. I'm your host, Anna Lieben, a mind shifter, helping male leaders in tech get out of the firefighting mode, become the proactive leaders they want to be, and enjoy the ride as they go. Join me every week for honest, insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders. We discuss the roller coaster ride of leading from their zone of genius and when they don't. If you find this show valuable, please subscribe and share it so that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, Genius Theater. Welcome to a solo episode that will, I don't know, (laughs) uncover some things about me. Maybe you will think I'm a complete freak. Maybe you'll find some inspiration in what we'll be talking about. And maybe it will be something else. Let's see. (laughs) So. I will be talking about the habits I have and the ways I track them. And why I say that you might think that I'm a freak is because you'll hear that I track a lot of things nowadays. But I do want to mention that and I want to be very transparent with that because I do think that the more I share about these things, instead of just saying like, this is how I track X or these are the top three things I track, is that maybe by giving you more options, you will find something that resonates with you better than if I would just talk about the top three things or one thing. And that also is to emphasize the compound effect. And we're talking about the habit stacking now and then in this uh, on this show. For example, with Jason Donnelly, we talked about how he is adding one thing at a time or one thing per month to his health journey. We've been uh, talking with John just a couple of weeks ago about the micro choices and uh, micro steps. And I do want to emphasize for you that what I'm doing right now is the result of years of tracking different things. And at the beginning, it was not at all as many of them. And I didn't have the system like I have right now. It evolves because I change, my priorities change. The way I live my life changes, and so many things. And I do want my systems for well-being, for development, evolve, evolve just like I do, and also be suitable for the time that uh, I'm going through right now, or the phase I'm going through right now. So yeah, let me walk you through <laughs> different tracked habits and how I track them uh, in different ways, and then we'll be talking about how you can use this information for yourself. So I track things kind of in three different places. And the fourth one is my own head. (laughs) 
So I'll walk you through all the habits that I'm tracking nowadays in the Habits app. Very creative name. I'm pretty sure there are many apps that are called Habits. And the one I'm using right now, I started using uh, Christmas in uh, at Christmas time. So it was around two months ago. And I don't think I'll ever change unless they mess up uh, completely because I quite like the customization. I bought the lifetime access to it because they had some good discount on it f- in, uh, in the Christmas time. And it really fulfills all my needs. Unlike the app that I had before that was also called Habits. That one just didn't have enough customization. I couldn't see the statistics well enough and stuff like that. And it was quite annoying, but then I couldn't find something that would be suitable and much better without me paying quite some money every month. So I just kept it for way too long. But then at Christmas, I was journaling at some point and uh, I wrote one of the things that I wanted because that's one of the prompts I do every day, what I want. And I was like, I want to find a better app. And then just once I've done the journal was done with journaling. I just went on the app store, started looking at different apps and reading a couple of the reviews, looking at the screenshots and information about the apps. And then I just found this one and I really love it. So there you go. <laughs> Another part of the value of journaling and manifesting things or just ex- exploring what you want. So I'll walk you through all the things that I track there right now. And then I will add things that I track in Whoop, which is this health tracker that I'm having. It's a wearable have it on my arm and then there is an app coming with it and there every morning I fill out the journal about the day before so it tries to make sense uh, from my health data that it measures with what I have been doing or how I was uh, and how I was feeling the day before just to see the patterns and give me recommendations. So Whoop is quite different from the usual sport watches like Polar, like Garmin and so on with all this AI functionality behind it. So it really tries to coach you, suggest to you how much you should train today, what kind of training you should do. It also has the sleep coach and stuff like that. So I'm still exploring how to use it to maximize my recovery, to maximize my performance and so on. I've had it for around half a year. So I'll give you a couple of examples of what I track there that I don't track in my habits app. And then the third system that I have is my pen and paper, the favorite thing. So in my planner, I have a couple of things that I track. And then lastly, I'll walk you through the things that I kind of track, but not really. And I'll explain what I mean there. So let's look at my app. So I opened that for myself. And as I said, I like the customization here. And uh, here we go. Um, I say for you, find what works for you, what makes you actually go back to your system and use it. Because with my apps, I created this. I'm laughing myself because it sounds ridiculous, but I created a, a rainbow. <laughs> so different uh, habits of mine have different colors. And in this app, when you haven't done it yet, it's a very pale color. And then once you have swapped, uh, like swiped it or whatever, um, depending on the function, once you have marked it complete, it gets the full color of it. So my daily habits are in the rainbow colors. And I have weekly habits that have different colors there as well. So let's look. Every day, every morning, I get to look at posture reset. That is the first part of the yoga class based on the method that I'm teaching. I've got the certification recently. If you follow me on social media, I have announced that. I've also said that I'm doing two free classes per week on on Monday and Thursday mornings. So I've committed to that. But then for myself, independently of what kind of training I do, 
I do the reset part, which is to establish a neutral pelvis, to wake up the deep transfer abdominals, so deep core muscles that really help with the posture. So I'm really committed to standing tall this year. I've shared it before on the podcast, and the reset is one of those things. So I've been doing that for 10-15 minutes at least every day. And of course, if I do a full yoga class, then I um, do the reset in the beginning because that's how we always start classes in this method. And then I mark this complete. But um, if I go swimming, for example, or if I'm spinning that day as a sport, I still need to do the reset independently. Then I have, I'm checking, brush massage for my thighs. So this is just a habit that I want to wake up in the morning and get the blood flowing, uh, but also just set myself mentally that I'm taking care of myself. So I have this brush that for the dry brush massage, and I've been using it for thighs consistently. Mm-hmm. What is now? Since May last year, I think. So I do it Monday to Friday every morning. So the first thing when I get out of bed, I go to the bathroom, I use the toilet, and then I, I go in the shower area and I do the this massage for one minute. It doesn't take longer than that. And then on the weekends, I one of the weekend days, I do the full body massage. So I brush with that brush for the whole uh, the whole body. So that's the routine. You know, there is the whole book of make your bed to, uh, like, I don't know why <laughs> I didn't read that book or didn't listen to it. But uh, I think the main gist of that is that when you wake up, you just do something for your future self and you also get something accomplished, accomplished. like you made your bed, then you started your day with something productive. I don't make my bed, but I do this brush massage. And, and that is, again, I'm ticking the box of that I've done something. The first thing I do in my, in my day is doing something for myself, for my well-being, for, for feeling that I'm taking care of my body. So yeah, this is the ticking box for me. <laughs> then the next uh, habit is journal. And not all of them I'm doing in the same order during the day. So I usually try to journal in the morning with my first decaf. So I don't drink coffee right away when I wake up. I'll talk about it a bit later, but um, I'm sitting in front of the daylight lamp nowadays when it's not that enough, not that much um, daylight, or it's getting more, but still. So I usually take my uh, huge glass of water, half a liter of warm water and my decaf and sit down with a journal and the Whoop app in front of this lamp and I start journaling there. Then another habit I have here is learning Icelandic. So since January last year, we started doing it with my husband that we started using a, an app that a friend of ours recommended to us. You create your cards there yourself, so you can learn any subject on it. So we created different cards with words that we think we would need in our life, or we somehow get exposed to. And then it has its own algorithm based on how easy it was for you to answer the question or to, like, to uh, guess that card. Then it decides when to show it to you again. So now for well over a year, we've been doing it consistently. So that I do seven days per week. Next one is meditation. Minimum 15 minutes, daily, no negotiation there. Most often it is sitting or lying down. So sometimes we, if we haven't done it throughout the day with my husband, then it's the last thing we do in, in the evening when we already lay down in bed, set the timer, do 15 minutes, say goodnight to each other, fall asleep. No negotiation there. Next one is ThinkUp. And I recorded a whole episode about this app and how I brainwash my, myself daily with it. So again, there it takes between five seconds and half an hour if I do it while doing some household chores or during the uh, walk or something. Talking about walk, that's the next <laughs> habit that I'm tracking. I've committed to walking at least 15 minutes per day 
without distractions. So I could talk to a friend, but it then becomes a bit of a quality conversation while walking. And the thing is that I move a lot. I bike as commuting. I do trainings. I do yoga and this posture resets every day and so on. But I love walking. And since I started biking for commuting, I miss walking. <laughs> I actually do miss walking. I just love that part of my day or, or this kind of movement, getting a bit more reconnected with the nature than when I'm on the bike and so on. So just before the new year, I committed that for the 100 days of the year, uh, the first 100 days, I will be walking on a daily basis at least 15 minutes. So if I haven't done it combining with something, then at least in the evening, I need to kick myself out and walk around our district. That is around 15 minutes. That's what I did yesterday evening. Today we were driving around, um, doing some fun stuff with the family. And um, then I just asked them to drop me off a bit earlier. And I walked the rest home uh, while they drove the rest to the garage. So 15 minutes of walk every day at least. And that's just for me to get the type of movement that is relaxing, reconnecting with the nature and um, that I love. Next one is no sugar. That one we decided to do with my husband for 100 days and actually decided it started with a friend. So we were having a couple um, with, with whom we're friends over for dinner and we were sharing like, yeah, in, in the autumn, like this, this had been a stressful autumn. There is so much to go, to going, on, going on. And we kind of discussed with the husband of, uh, in that couple that, like, yeah, we're kind of dropping into sugar quite often, more often than we would like to. And neither for him nor for me, it was like indulging, like, you know, you would open a chocolate bar and you would eat the whole chocolate bar, but it was more often that we would like to. And I was like, shall we just do it as a challenge for ourselves and do it together that we cut on sugar? And we agreed on that and my husband joined. So we decided for the first hundred days, so from January 1st until April 9th, I know it by heart, <laughs> we are not eating any desserts. And like, sometimes there is some sugar in uh, like my husband breaks bread and sometimes if it's not sourdough bread for the yeast to get going, you need a table or like a teaspoon of sugar for the whole loaf. That we don't count. That is okay. But we don't drink sugary drinks, no juices, uh, unless we're freshly pressing them at home. And we don't eat any desserts. Um, now it's over 50 days um, of that and we keep going. So that's not bad. And uh, yeah, the, the 100 day challenge for me is the three components. That's the sugar, skipping that. It's my walks and it's daily reset. So those things I do, I'm committed to doing them for 100 days with no breaks. And then afterwards, I'll see, evaluate whether I can continue doing them sustainably, whether it still gives me energy or I need to somehow just the how often I do it and so on. The next one is a bit awkward, but hey and ho, we're human and I'm here to share transparently. So the next habit is phone-free toilet. I don't know about you, but I end up, if I have the phone around in my pocket or whatever, I, and I go to the bathroom, I sit down, and I end up picking it out and starting doing something there. And the thing is that my phone is quite boring. I don't have news here. I don't read news. I don't have social media on it. But I still start checking something on my phone. And it's unnecessary. <laughs> so I just decided for myself that I don't use the phone and I don't get with the phone into the bathroom. So that's another habit. There you go. <laughs> So the next two I've added very recently, like just like a week ago or so, and I've been practicing them on and off, but I've never tracked them. So the next one is check out, and that means no work after 8 p.m. And 
the goal is at least five days per week I'm doing that. So I've stopped working three hours or two hours before bedtime. It's part of that three, two, one rule. Three hours before bedtime, stop eating. Two hours before bedtime, stop working. One hour before bedtime, stop using screens. So I'm trying to be a bit more diligent with that, a bit more intentional with that. And tr- thus I added it to track it. The next one is wind down. And that's about this last hour. So no screen after 9 p.m. And that's also at least five days per week. So I, I understand that sometimes I I want to watch a movie on the Friday or Saturday night with my husband and it gets later than nine and so on. But So I want to give myself freedom and I want, don't want to beat myself up with that. But majority of days I want to stick to this rule. Next one is sports, and the goal is four times per week. The one after it, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I need to explain a lot here. Uh, the only thing I would probably mention that is that when I'm teaching yoga nowadays, I don't count it as my own sports because I don't go into in my own pace. It's more the pace of the uh, group or the person with whom I'm uh, whom I'm teaching. So that is not counted in these four times. And nowadays, most often it is yoga and swimming. And uh, maybe I'll add spinning or proper biking. So commuting by bike, I don't count into sports. Uh, It's just daily movement. So the next one is cold shower and bath for 11 minutes per week is the goal. Here, um, why 11 minutes? Because that's the most recent research. It's showing that for the health benefits, 11 minutes per week is where, where you get the most effect. After that, you still have a lot of effect on the mental part just proving yourself that you can do those kind of things, building the skill of resilience, but health benefits kind of plateau after 11 minutes. So I decided for myself that that's the goal. And whenever I'm in the public pool here, there are cold pots, so I do some time there. So yesterday I went to the pool with my family. I did two dips, uh, two minutes each. There the water is usually six degrees Celsius approximately. Two weeks ago, we did a dip in the sea here, and the water was minus 0.6 Celsius, and it was minus 70 degrees in the uh, in the air. Then I did only 45 seconds, because more than that, it's not so safe to do, at least when not when you're not doing it consistently. And then when I don't bath, I uh, take cold showers, so I finish my showers with the cold water, and I don't do it every time I shower, but um, I do try to get to those 11 minutes per week. Second last is body lotion, just to, again, take care of myself somehow, of my body. Uh, twice a week, I want to do it on full body. And the last one is adding some new Icelandic words to that app through which I am learning. So every week, I need to add at least seven words to, or seven new cards to that. So that's the habits that I track in the app. I know it sounds like a lot, and I do want to emphasize a lot of that is stacking, right? I start with one habit, maybe two, and then once I feel like they're good, I'm rolling with them, I can add something else. And the power of stacking habits is that once you have a habit of something, it's so good to hook something else onto it because you're already doing something, you're already used to doing it, so why not adding something else? So for example, with a cold shower, then twice a week after the showers, adding that body lotion for me it just makes sense because I'm already doing something. I'm already on the roll. I'm already kind of happy that I've done something for myself. Then I can do something else as well. So that was the app of uh, like habits app. And then we go to Whoop. And here in the journal, there are a lot of things that um, that it asks me. And I can customize that, of course. So 
based on what they are doing. For example, here I check uh, how whether I've had any alcohol, and if yes, then when. Some, I track whether I'm traveling on the plane just to see how that is affecting me. It's quite obvious that it's usually affecting me negatively, but still. Whether I'm connecting with family and friends, I added that at some point because I felt like sometimes I just feel like I'm going through the day spinning in the hamster wheel, um, not having, having quality time with the dear ones. So I really want to make an effort and be intentional with that. Then there are different questions about how I felt, felt the day before, whether I felt depressed or down, nervous or anxious, whether I felt uh, mentally and emotionally stable, positive about the future, had control of my life, and so on and so forth. Whether I journaled, it's here as well. Whether I've consumed added sugar, hasn't been ticking that box forever now. So feels super good. Then one here is that I'm uh, following intermittent fasting. And how long has my window been and when did I start or stop eating? So I have been doing intermittent fasting for four years now. I'm not super diligent with that. So I'm not like, you know, I, that I don't allow myself to eat one moment, one, one minute earlier. My usual eating window is 12 to 7. So I don't eat anything before noon. And then we usually have dinner at home at 6. So from 6 to 7 is our dinner meal. And then I stop eating. Sometimes I feel like having something earlier than I do it, but I really don't have problems with eating, not eating until 12. And with that related, I mentioned coffee before. I don't track it in any of the apps, but I do mentally track that I normally don't have more than two coffees per day. And I used to have a coffee in the morning. So I would wake up, would do my brush massage, and then I would get my glass of water and then have a coffee. And I have usually espresso so quite strong quite little and i've noticed that i've been like shaky and always think about this poster of like do you want to do stupid stuff oh no like drink drink espresso uh, do stupid stuff twice as quickly or something and that's the picture that (laughs) comes to my mind when i have this tremor kind of reaction to coffee before anything else and before i woke up so i figured for myself that i enjoy having a, an espresso with a decaf in the morning and then usually my first coffee is around 10 again go with the flow of the day depending on where i am and so on and then the second coffee is usually somewhere directly after lunch or early afternoon so before two or three i usually take that but sometimes it's also happening a bit late in the afternoon just not very late so that's about the food and uh, coffee i'm checking some more there is uh, And here I also track about the food, whether I uh, follow the vegan diet, vegetarian diet, or none of them. So mainly I'm eating vegan, not mainly, nowadays it's more vegetarian as well. So at home we mainly cook vegan, sometimes we add cheese or eggs to stuff. And when I go out, when I travel, when I visit friends, um, then I eat everything. So I'm trying to be flexible, but at the same time be as healthy as possible with uh, vegan. And we cook a lot ourselves, and so it's usually healthy for for whole foods and um, cooked from scratch, lots of vegetables, lots of uh, grains and stuff. So eat quite well. Last things that I am tracking in pen and paper format is my biking. So I started biking or using bike for the commute last year. And this year I just want, I'm curious how much I'm doing it. So in my planner for the year, I had this 
kind of year overview on one page, the whole calendar. And I was like, hmm, what can I use it for? And decided, okay, there I'll actually cross off the days when I'm biking, when I'm using the bike for commuting. So I'm tracking that just for fun for myself, because that was a big step for me to get to this way of uh, transportation. And then in the other part of the paper planner, I'm tracking my trainings. So I uh, mark what kind of training I did and how many minutes exactly, so that I can, uh, in the end of the week, summarize how much I trained, how long it took, and what was the average duration. And then I summarize that for the end of, in the end of the month. So there we go. <laughs> that was me for 20 minutes babbling about my habits. And I wanted to share that because I do think we easily can get into this hamster wheel and forget to nurture ourselves, forget to pay attention to those things that tr- truly matter for us, our well-being, our happiness. If you've noticed, the only work-related thing in my tracking was about when I stopped working for the day. Uh, so aiming to do it before 8 p.m. The rest is really about how can I nurture myself? How can I set myself up for success sustainably? How can I nurture the relationships that are important for me and so on? And I do want to emphasize, I've been doing this kind of tracking for over a decade now in different shapes, different forms, paper planners, apps, Google Sheet at some point. And um, that's why it's so much right now, because a lot of these things have been with me for years and years and years. And yes, they're automatic, but it's still fun for me to do it. Sometimes I stop tracking something and I tend, or not tend to, but I end up falling off the horse. And that's why I sometimes bring those things back. And because of that, some things just stay there. Even if they are a consistent habit for me, I do want to always be intentional about that part of my life and taking care of myself. And that's why it's staying there as the habit. And I don't want to forget about it. I don't want to uh, stop prioritizing it in my life. With that being said, I want to send a challenge to you, dear genius leader, to reflect on where do you need to nurture yourself better? Whether it is your physical health, emotional, spiritual, whether it is your social well-being, whether it is something about your learnings, whether it is something about your financial situation, whether you want to learn more about your finances, whether you want to spend, I don't know, half an hour per month to learn something about investments and put some money aside for that on automation or whatever it is. Whatever you need to track, think about it and commit to experimenting. This is a very important word. We discussed it with Nick that it's important, Nick Shaw, I mean, one of the previous guests, how important it is to use the right words that actually don't scare us off, but make us more curious about the process. So experiment. What kind of habits habits can you add right now? Where can you hook them on? So what are you already doing so that you can actually just add this habit on top of that? Quite often we use brushing teeth as the hook Uh, as on what to hook a new habit because hopefully you do that (laughs) ideally twice a day in the morning and the evening so you have two opportunities to do something else together with that mel robbins uh, i refer to her sometimes in this podcast i love her show she has this uh, high five uh, rule habit where you high five yourself in the mirror in the morning just to give the support to yourself to see yourself properly in the mirror not just look and kind of look through yourself. 
So she also suggests to cook that onto brushing teeth in the morning. So whatever it is for you, reflect on what habit do you want to add and where can you hook it on in your day. Whether it could be something related to your first coffee, whether it could be related to your lunch break at work, your bedtime routine, whatever it is. Explore, try to add it there, try it for a couple of weeks, then reevaluate. Don't be afraid of changing. It's fine if you change your mind. It's fine to move it around. It's fine to adjust the ambition level of the habit. As long as you're doing it not out of laziness or because you're too busy with other stuff, but because you feel like, no, this way it's not sustainable, this way it's not going to be staying with me, or this way it's not nurturing me for real. I would love to hear about what you decided to take care of with the habits. Because quite often, those tiny, small habits, a lot of those that you've heard about from my list, don't take me longer than 15 minutes per day. Many of them take me much less, a minute or two. But they are life-changing. Because when I, on a daily basis, show up for myself, when I care for myself, when I do something kind for myself, it's much easier to show up in the same way for the rest of the world. To be kind to the others, to show up for them in a more present way, and make better, healthier, more intentional choices for myself, for the, that long-term self, for the future self throughout the day. So I want this for you. I want you to find those tiny habits that can really change your life and commit to experimenting. I don't ask you to change your life. I don't ask you to commit to do this one thing for the rest of your life, but commit to playing with it, exploring it, and let me know how it goes. You know that I'm always here. I'm rooting for you. If you want support, if you want accountability, reach out to me. I always love hearing your messages or reading your messages on LinkedIn or through email. It really warms up my heart. It does. So let me know if I can support you on your habit growth. And let's do this journey together. And if you need this reminder today, I want to tell you that I see you. I feel you. I love you. And I do believe that you can change your life one small habit at a time. Let's go. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Genius Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button. Please rate, review, and share to help more people discover the show and become the better leaders. For more conversations about living in your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honors conversation about leading yourself and others. And it is my honor to be a guide in overcoming everything.